Welcome to Conscious Business, where entrepreneurs learn to master their mindset, conquer their fear, and step into their bigger game. Now, here's your host, Julie Zuzak. Hello, and welcome to Conscious Business. Today, we're going to continue our conversation about the e-myth that we started last week in episode 128. So if you're just tuning in now, just joining us, pause this episode and then go back, listen to episode 128, the one right before this one, get yourself all back up to speed, and then come back and join us for this episode. So I hope you spent lots of time last week thinking about your business in an entirely new way. I hope that you're inspired by this book and all these new concepts and this new way of thinking about business. I know that it's completely changed the way that I look at my business. And this book has also had a huge impact on everyone else that I suggest needs to really read it. (laughs) And I still am in handing this book out to other people who I meet or who I know who I really think could benefit from it. So let's take a minute and recap a few of the important things that we talked about last week. First off, we talked about the main reason why so many entrepreneurs fail. 80% of new businesses fail within the first five years. And that is due to the e-myth, the whole concept that this book is talking about. And the author, Michael Gerber, says that your business is a direct reflection of who you are. So if your thinking is sloppy, your business will be sloppy. If you are disorganized, your business will be disorganized. So there is a direct link between you and your business. Your business is an extension of you. And so if you want your business to change, guess what? Then you have to change. So the e-myth is the entrepreneurial myth that most people start businesses because they are entrepreneurs and they're ready to risk capital for profit. But in reality, most people who start businesses are actually technicians who are really good at one aspect of their job and then they start a business just assuming that they'll be good at running a business. Now the fatal assumption that most people make when they start their own business is that If you understand the technical work of a business, then you will understand how to run a business that delivers that technical work. And when you go into business, you're really signing on to play three different roles. Do you remember what these three roles were? The entrepreneur, the manager, and the technician. And you want to make sure that your business is systems dependent, not people dependent. And this is critical because it makes you more efficient and it helps you to be more strategic. So that's the recap of everything that we covered in last week's episode. And I also gave you some homework to think about how much time you spend at each of those three different roles, the entrepreneur, the manager, and the technician. And after you take time to reflect on that, you might want to make a few changes, a few tweaks to how you operate day to day, week to week, month month to month, to make sure that you play all those three roles. So here's a look at what you're going to learn today. First, we're going to talk about the importance of building systems in your business. In the second segment, we're going to talk about the three different phases of a business's growth. And then lastly, I'm going to give you an overview of what to expect in the next 
few episodes. We're starting a brand new series and it is directly being delivered because you asked for it. You guys voted on this and told me what you wanted. So that's what I'm going to give you. So get out of your head into your heart and let's dive right in, shall we? All right, so chances are when it comes to building systems for your business, you are either in one of three different places. First off, you might be thinking, yep, I totally get it, Julie. I live and breathe systems. Every time I do something, I think about how I can create it as a system, and then as soon as I do it, I create the system, and I hand it off to someone else to do. Okay, so that's the first place that you might be. Congratulations if you are. Second, the second place you might be is, yep, I understand how important systems are. They're awesome. I get it. I totally understand how they will help me in my business, but I absolutely don't have one spare minute in my day to create a system, and that's a very real place to be. Or the third place that you might be is thinking to yourself, what the heck is a system. So it's all good. Wherever you are is absolutely perfect. We'll figure it out together. If you find the concept of system or systems overwhelming, then think about the difference as this. It's the difference between working in your business and working on your business. The in your business is when you are delivering services in the moment, or you're putting out fires or dealing with anything that is urgent. And if you're feeling anxious or or urgent about something going on, chances are you are in the working in your business mode. The working on your business is when you take that 30,000 foot perspective and you see the big picture perspective. You reconnect to what your purpose is, to where you are heading, to what you want the business to look like when it is all grown up, right? Now, I'll be the first one to admit that it is really hard to go to that big picture vision of working on your business when you are busy, when you are working with clients that you love and your business is growing in such a great way, the last thing you want to do is jeopardize any of that work that you're doing with your clients or the last thing you want to do is say no to someone because you have to have time and energy to build on the systems right but if you don't then your business is going to suffer in the long term and it will never be able to grow in the proper way now I want to clarify a few things about systems and about building a business that scales because I've had a few questions about this since last week's episode and I know it can be a little bit confusing. When we talk about building systems in our business and the book specifically talks about the turnkey revolution where your business really documents everything and you write down all the systems that you perform in your business. Well, Michael Gerber actually uses McDonald's as a great example. And I think it's a perfect one to use because McDonald's, whether you go there daily or not, or regularly, it's something that we have a strong understanding of how it works, right? They really are the great, true example of building out a franchise business. But here's the thing. You don't actually have to franchise your business. I'll be honest, I have absolutely no desire to franchise my business and that might change down the road. I 
But for right now, I definitely don't have any desire whatsoever, to be honest, hand on my heart, to franchise my business. It is one model for expanding and growing a business, but it's not necessarily the right model for everyone. All right. I have a big vision for what I want my business to be, but it doesn't involve franchising. But I absolutely do see the value of working on my business and documenting a lot of systems, a lot of procedures of what needs to get done on a regular basis. Now, in the book, Michael suggests that you pretend that the business that you own is a prototype for 5,000 more businesses just like it. In other words, pretend that you're going to franchise your business. And note, I said pretend. I'm not saying you should, and that's not the point here. You can if you want, but you don't have to. And he goes on to list a few guidelines in order to win as you go through this process. There's six of them, so I'm going to share them now. First, the model will provide consistent value to your customers, employees, suppliers, and lenders beyond what they expect. So consistency is here. Really, really key. Number two, the model will be operated by people with the lowest possible level of skill. Number three, the model will stand out as a place of impeccable order. Four, all work in the model will be documented in operations manuals. Five, the model will provide a uniformly predictable service to the customer. And six, the model will utilize a uniform color, dress, and facilities code. Okay, so I recognize that not all of these six will apply to you today or maybe never in your business, especially if you don't have a bricks and mortar business, but you get the idea, right? There's a consistency of experience and service that is going to be delivered. And this is how we build a strong brand, isn't it, right? I love talking about brands in no matter what kind of business you're building because brands give us great loyalty from our clients. The brand is an expectation of an experience. It's about delivering a consistent service or a consistent product or a consistent experience to our client. And building systems is really the absolute true way to figure out how to do this, to continue doing it, and to bring on other people to be able to do this too. And another important thing to point out was the number two point, where the model must be operated by people with the lowest possible level of skill. And it reminded me of this great story that I heard the other day. My life is now complete because Seth Godin has recently started a new podcast. It's called Akimbo. And uh, it's fantastic, by the way. So please do check it out. And he shares a great story. And he's talking about, you know, mastering the art of branding and franchising and McDonald's. And, you know, the ultimate model of franchising. And here goes the story. If you go to McDonald's and you order a Big Mac and a milkshake and you drink half of the milkshake, and you eat half of your Big Mac, and then you put it in the milkshake, and then you go up to the counter and you say, I can't drink this shake, it has a Big Mac in it. Then they will immediately serve you a brand new order, a new milkshake and a new Big Mac. Now, I'm not, just to be clear, I'm not suggesting that you do this or you try this. 
I know I couldn't, I couldn't do it with a straight face and I also don't eat Big Macs, so I wouldn't be able to do it. But the point is simple really here. McDonald's didn't want to take the risk that a brand new trainee or any trainee who was working for them wouldn't have the maturity, the patience to be able to make the right decision of how to handle this scenario should it happen to them. So they created a rule, an if-then rule. If someone brings you a shake with a half-eaten Big Mac in it, then replace it and don't argue and don't try to figure out what their intentions are. Don't try to use critical reasoning. Just replace it. And by doing this, they've removed the ambiguity. They've replaced it with certainty and with delivering a consistent experience, right? So for homework this week, I want you to think about what systems could you create in your business? And don't overthink this. Just do a brain dump of all the things that you could create a system for and then write them down. Trust me, this simple act of starting to look at your business in this way will force you to work on your business and to take a big step away from the day-to-day activities of working in your business. And for this, I promise you will thank me. segment, I want to talk about the three different phases of a business's growth, infancy, adolescence, and maturity. Now in infancy, all of your thoughts and your feelings revolve around your business. You simply can't get it out of your mind. In infancy, you're a master juggler keeping all the balls in the air. It's easy to spot a business that's in infancy because the owner and the business are one and the same. And if you removed the owner from a business that's in infancy, well, there would be no business left. It would just poof, disappear. And here's what Michael has to say about the infancy phase. Because while you're working, while you're answering the telephone, while you're baking pies, while you're cleaning the windows and the floors and doing the work, there's something much more important that isn't getting done. And that's the strategic work, the entrepreneurial work that will lead your business forward. That will give you the life you've not yet known. And here's why I believe that most people get stuck here. Their mindset gets stuck in technician mode, right? We talked about those three separate roles, the entrepreneur, the manager, the technician. When you're in technician mode, doing what needs to be done, all of those things are inside your comfort zone, right? They're comfortable. We know how to do them. We're good at them. That's why we started this business in the first place to do more of them. But if we truly, truly, truly want to grow, we have to play all the different roles, not just technician. Now, the second phase is adolescence. In the adolescence phase of your business, you decide to get help. And at first, this seems great. You get someone in to help you. They're taking work off your plate, your day-to-day activities you don't have to do anymore. You've got time to focus on other things, on the big picture strategy. And it seems great and you start to hand off more work and more work. But with time and with the hiring of more people, things start to fall apart. And 
processes fall apart and standards of service start to erode and customers complain. Because let's face it, no one is ever going to care as much about your business as you do. And so when customers start complaining, we panic and we decide to like scale back and get small again. So we get rid of all the people. We say, I'm going to handle everything myself and I'm going to focus on my customers. But the danger here is that when businesses get small again, they die. Or as Michael says, they literally implode upon themselves because you've already gone to that stretch place of creating that demand, of bringing in all that new traffic or whatever that happens to be with your business, right? The third phase is maturity. A mature business knows how it got to where it is and what it must do to get to where it wants to go. And it's because they had a clear vision of what they wanted their business to grow into and they're always working towards that vision. I want to share another passage from the book and it's a reference to the founder Tom Watson of IBM. So Tom Watson, the founder of IBM, attributed the phenomenal success of IBM to three special reasons. First, at the very beginning, I had a clear picture of what the company would look like when I was finally done. The second reason was that once I had that picture, then I asked myself how a company which looked like that would have to act. And then I created a picture of how IBM would act when it was finally done. And then third, once I realized what the picture was and how I would have to act, then I started to act that way from the very beginning or we would never get there. So the takeaway here is don't act based on where you are today. Act on how you want yourself to become. Act as if. Go to that bigger picture place and start to be there. Big it up a little bit. The entrepreneurial model has less to do with what's done in a business and more to do with how it's done. The commodity isn't what it's important, the way it's delivered is. So that's an overview of the three different phases of a business's growth, infancy, adolescence, and maturity. And let's take a minute and check in with you. So where are you right now? In which phase? What are your biggest challenges that you're facing right now? And what kind of growing pains are you having? And more importantly, where do you want to be? And what are you willing to do to get there? Okay, I certainly hope that you enjoyed these two episodes on the E-Myth, and I hope that they've really inspired you to look at your business in a completely different way. Like I said before, this book changed my life. It changed everything that I do in my business, how I look at my business, and trust me, it is hard to build a business. And it's even harder to scale a business. So if you haven't already, this is the perfect time to start looking at your business in this new way. Do it now. Don't wait till you're too big and it's too chaotic to start thinking about it in a different way. 
And if all of this feels overwhelming to you, then head over to my website. You can book a time to chat with me. I would love to help work through this with you. So you can head over to thecorporateyogi.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and there is a booking tool right there. So you can pick a time and schedule a chat with me. Now, next week, episode 130, we kick off a brand new series on blueprinting. We're going to be talking about some of the biggest things that you can expect in your business as you grow so that you can be ready for them. The biggest challenges in your mindset, the biggest fears you'll face, the resistance, the paralysis, the failure, the decision-making fatigue the growth hangovers, the haters, and how to handle them. I'm gonna introduce you to a great tool to handle each and every one of these things as they come up. I'm gonna teach you how to create a situational blueprint. You're gonna love it, I promise. And it's gonna be real actionable tools that you can use right away and dive right into. And I'm really excited to start to introduce you to this new tool. So. Enjoy the rest of this week. Enjoy this time thinking about the e-myth. Think about the systems that you want to create for your business. And be sure to take that homework away, right? Brainstorm what all those systems are that you could create in your business. And then slowly start to chip away at them. All right? And thanks for taking time to think about your business. And also what growth phase you are in right now. And what is it that you need to do to get to where you want to be. Remember, there is no such thing as coincidences. So if you found yourself here today, if you are listening to this episode, then there is a reason for that. There's likely something in this episode that we talked about today that you really, 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 really needed to hear and some action that you need to take. So lean in, get really clear and listen to your intuition because that is your greatest guide. Thanks for hanging out with The Corporate Yogi. Remember, being an entrepreneur can be intense and isolating at times. Don't do it alone. Become part of Julie's Facebook group called Conscious Business. And if you're really serious about growing your biz, visit thecorporateyogi.com and book a free strategy session with Julie today.